Hello, and welcome to The Stream, a podcast where we talk about movies. My name is John Carlo Altube, and joining me as always, it's Nader Zamara. Was that in Danny Boy? Not much, Nader. How you doing, man? I am sick and tired of all the talking you did at the Golden Globes. I, you okay. talked through the whole <laughs> Globes. I couldn't hear any Antonio Banderas anecdotes, and you thought you were a painting glory fan. You wouldn't even listen to that man talk. You should be ashamed of yourself. It's good to see you, too. Happy New Year. Um, <laughs> well, we are fresh off the Globes. Uh, we are recording this immediately after. Fresh and Furious. That's right. One of my favorite films that didn't get any recognition this year. Mm. Obviously, your Hobbs. I'd put some cheese on Tyrese. Continue. But uh, yeah, we are. We're back. It's a new year. Back to the old format. We're doing a movie review. We're doing a season. We're gonna get into that in a little bit. We're gonna do a little bit of news here at the top. Talk about the Globes. Then we will get a review of the 2018 Transformers movie Bumblebee. And then, of course, we are back in buffering, doing the sp- the summer of 1999. Nader, yep. what'd you think? Of the Globes this year? Uh, They weren't as bad as last year, but they were still pretty basic, I would say, or or confusing in their basicness. Uh, The the Globes last year did that weird thing where they, like, low-key predicted exactly what was going to happen in the Oscars um, in, like, three of the last four categories, essentially, everything but uh, old Glennie Close with the wife, but... um, yeah, it was just it's it's all it's it's either one of those things where it feels like people are trying to be weird for no reason, right. or all the glad handing that everyone says that goes on for for the Globes is just really works because uh, that would definitely explain stuff like Taron Edgerton. Everyone was saying Edgerton was crushing it on right. the circuit, kissing those babies, and God bless him, boy got himself a statue. Um, happy for him. I like him a lot. Uh, it was a little bit surprising. I thought the Irishman would be uh, more recognized than it wasn't at all. Apparently, De Niro was not playing the game. I guess not, but he never does. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy he would. True. And, um, you know, Tarantino winning two, uh, at least his movie winning two. Um, there was, uh, or won three awards, I guess. Oh, no, I just hate Tarantino's speeches. He just, he gives the worst acceptance speeches. Well, he didn't speak for best uh, comedy. Good man. And uh, He does the McConaughey thing where he makes it about himself, but it's not like a joke. He's like, seriously, I did this. Well, right now, Matthew McConaughey, the version of Matthew McConaughey today is his hero from when he won the Oscar. So we have a lot to look forward to this uh-huh. year. But I think that um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the, the for me, the Globes is always just like such a crapshoot, and you never you never think uh, who you think is going to win usually doesn't win. But true, true. This year, I thought it was kind of an interesting result. It wasn't like by the book, like you said. It was a little more. I like that Aquafina one. That was dope. Very happy for Aquafina. I'm a big fan of her. I didn't think 1917 was going to win. That might mean that. Maybe- Did you see it? I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to probably... It's really good. It's opening, I have no problem with that movie winning. It's opening up to more theaters this weekend, so I will be seeing it this weekend. Once Upon a Time and that winning are actually pretty dope in my opinion. I like that. Yeah, it's, I think it's going to be interesting Oscars. Also, it's truncated uh, Oscar weight between the Globes and the uh, Academy Awards. Normally, it's almost two full months or two and a half months. Uh, this year, it's going to be just about a month. It's their award shows early. Very oh, early we got nominations. Year. Now, whenever this uh, I think is it's out. next week, right? Which means already when this comes out. Is it no? Well, this comes out Wednesday. Oh, never mind. Uh, so, I th- but they're soon. The nominations are very soon, and then it's a short. Is it less than a month between? I think when the uh, nominees are announced and the award show, which is not normally how they do it. I think the big news out of this one is Joker's looking pretty good for the Oscars now. I think Joaquin is looking great. Yeah, uh, I think I, I thought Adam Driver was going to win uh, for for the Globes, but um, I could see uh, maybe this means Driver Joaquin wins the Oscar. Maybe. Because like I said, last year was the exception when all of a sudden Mahershala, Rami, Green Book, and Bohemian were all exactly what happened in the Oscars. Right, and that doesn't seem like... I don't I don't think it's going to play at the same no, way. Usually it's like this, the so, Independent Spirit Awards or BAFTAs or some random one that gets it right, not the Globes. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, well, the Hollywood Foreign Press is a weird organization. It's been talked about a lot, but 
uh, it should be it should be interesting. I, I'm I'm wondering how much similar it would be because it is a quick turnover, but the voting bodies are very different. So I've, also, what was weird was just like how not fun the room was this year. It definitely, yeah. it it came to like a full screeching halt with Renee Zellweger towards the end, which sometimes oh, yeah. can happen regardless of if it's her whack ass speech. Sometimes that can just happen at the end of awards, but it was definitely award, but it was definitely her. It was definitely her. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's it was just uncomfortable because uh, yeah, I don't I don't need to see Rami Malek try to be cute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's the thing. It's it's some actors take themselves very seriously, and some are just realize how awesome their lives are and just want to have a good time. Ricky Gervais kind of killed it. I gotta say, I thought his monologue was okay. I thought him his uh, when he came. Yeah, the monologue could have been better. But coming was, back uh, from breaks, his little uh, tidbits here and there were really funny. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I I didn't miss Ricky Gervais, but I'm glad that he was there. He had a couple bangers after a nasal Weger speech when he said that uh, "Kill Me Now" or whatever. That was great. Um, the the Harvey Weinstein thing was good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely had some some some, had some he had some good ones. Some some classic Ricky Gervais low blows. The room was not happy about the Felicity Huffman joke. They did not enjoy that. Oh, the room can kiss Ricky Gervais's ass. Well, I mean, there was an audible guffaw. Well, no, that's what that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, uh, the Globes is the place for that joke to fly, and when they don't, it yeah. just be- it becomes the empty kind of lame room that it was. And that was his first joke. <laughs> Oh, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, you wouldn't know, John. You were talking to the whole thing. That's not true. Yeah, I, I heard everything that happened. You heard nothing. Um, <laughs> uh, what, else you, what else do you have to say about the Globes? I don't know. I, don't know. I thought, I mean, for me, the, the Globes is interesting because they, they move it along pretty quick. Like, they don't really, like, linger yeah. on nominees. And, uh, like, with the Oscars, it's much more... They don't linger with, the, the uh, with like, the skits, per se, or whatever. The, no, but, like, even from, like, when they start to announce it to when they actually announce the award, it's pretty streamlined. With the Oscars, it's more drawn out, more dramatic. They'll show a little clip from the movie. This, it's just, like, the saying the names while the clip's playing and showing the person, and then the next name, then the next name, and then they immediately announce it. There's no There's no drama in the announcing the award like there is with the Oscars. Well, it's a dinner party. They don't have, they don't have everyone's attention the way they do at uh, the Oscars, too, so... Yeah, so... Uh, uh, what was the best part of the, Oscar, I mean, the Oscars, the best part of the Globes for me was when Jason Momoa was just chilling in a tank top. <laughs> oh, no, the best part of me was when uh, Robert De Niro was just always eating and not looking at the stage <laughs> yeah. when people were, <laughs> were, were accepting awards. He was just like, just eating steak. Just yeah. straight up. He's just chilling. <laughs> hey, man. He's enjoying his dinner. It's probably really good Someone's got to get Marty Scorsese and I mask them things look puffy. As an, old, as an old gentleman, he's very short. Speak for yourself. I'm not. I'm, tall, I'm a tall, young girl. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so now we're going to get into our, our review. Nodder, girlfriend in a coma, I know. It's serious. We watch Bumblebee. I've seen firsthand these things really are. Bumblebee, there is only one way to end this war. You must protect Earth and its people. Take it down! The... Admittedly, the doper looking of the brought to real life uh, Transformers go to Earth. The boxy ones, day. Phones from the 80s. I like some. Bumblebee come through. Cena can't act. Paintball. Dead robot. Stabbed in the neck. Steinfeld, whatever dad drama. Adlon, whatever daughter drama. Ron's the best. The kid has nunchucks. <laughs> Uncle Hank's the man. Them toilets is clean. Here's my car. Birthdays are the worst. I don't use helmets. <laughs> Mom got my car with the dog. Neighbor got the Afro products. Uh, bad robots smash hillbilly's car. 
uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's friend, John Ortiz. The fuck. The fuck, John. No, no idea what's going on there. The Colonel and Cena plot against the internet for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, green box that explodes tower at end of movie? Can't hold my hand, apparently. <laughs> it's over. Probably. Nailed it. Yuck. Got it one. Um, this was your thought, John. You did this to us. I think this is interesting. So, uh, you had seen this movie previous to this. Yes, I saw those movies in theaters and liked it a lot more the first time I saw it. Liked it a lot more the first time. Uh, everyone I've talked to about this movie has told me they liked it. It's really fun. I thought it was fine. Uh, it's not great. I think we were wrong to like it as much as we did. We were we were just we were just happy to have something different from Transformers. This is the reality of it. So I have some notes. <laughs> first off, this is the first live action Transformers that Michael Bay did not direct. You're furious. Continue. He produced it though. Mm-hmm. Ugh, man, no yeah. light flares though. So it's like did he even produce it? Right. Uh, I I think that the uh, gimmick of two CGI machines fighting is boring as hell. And every time it happens in any movie, I'm just, I'm, it, I just. Any movie, it's just in Transformers. They're the only people that insist that it well, has to happen in every movie. Like Pacific Rim. Yeah, but there's or... two Pacific Rim movies, and they're both bad. No one's, no one's, there's, there's no, there's no money on the line. Even for like in um, some of the Marvel movies, they have shit like this happening. It's not. See, I feel like the Marvel movies, it's, it's more like people in suits. It's not like that too, dude. I don't, I don't know. The I'm more against the robots. I, 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 I just can't pay attention to robots fighting. I'm, I'm out on it. Right. People in suits, I can kind. I guess that works for me. And also, there's just like a whole background with those. It doesn't matter. Um, That's fine. Uh, it's but I'm with you. Yeah, I agree. It's the worst. But uh, so here, one thing. All right, I'm gonna be a little bit of a pedantic asshole for a minute. So in the movie, uh, she has the new Smith album. That's like somewhere here oh, we go Lord. again or whatever. That came out in September of '87. Hear me out. No. When does this movie take place? It makes it seem like it's happening in the summertime, right? Well, she's 18. She doesn't have to necessarily be in high school, so it doesn't necessarily have to be the summer. But then why are all those kids hanging out at, like, the amusement park? That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't I don't know that we... I, I also assumed it was the summer, but when she said 18, it threw me for a loop. And, and then remember the, the dude that takes his shirt off? He's like, with my little sister. And, and also, right. the, the mean girl looks pretty old, and I'm actually wondering if actually all those kids are older than her. They're supposed 18. to be... Yeah. Okay. And, but, and that's what I'm saying. I think she, she may just have a job and live with her parents. I, I, do, I do not know. I but if you live near San Francisco, it's it gets cold. If, like It's not like L.A. It's not the same uh, weather there. I'm, I'm one of those people that was uh, 17 when I started college. So if you're 18. I was also. And you, it's exactly. So I think most people were her, not us. You know what I'm saying? They were already doing other shit when they were 18. So, yeah, no, no, it doesn't matter. Um, we're going to have to litigate our pasts <laughs> individually. We're not um, on trial here. But, uh, but basically, this movie... Uh, this movie is meant to be a big divergence from the main four, now five, dear God, five Transformers movies that come before it, all directed by. I know Michael you Bay. love the Dark Knight last night. <laughs> I love Anthony Hopkins Age of and Extinction. Robots. John Goodman is in one of those movies. Um, John uh, Turturro shows up in a bunch of those. Someone recently said that John Turturro should have played Adam Sandler, Uncle James, and I was like, "Fuck, he should have." Damn it, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. It's you a don't very, see it? It's a very different movie. Is it? I think it's probably a better movie. Um, I like Uncle James. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so it's so it's sold as a as as a big divergence, right? And it and it is that for the for exactly the middle of the movie, the beginning of the movie, the end of the movie, the exact same bullshit we're used to. But the middle is pretty much what we're getting for. Um, but it's like for it's like thirty five minutes. Haley uh, Steinfeld. Haley Steinfeld has all the cool band shirts. 
I really wish they could have combined the wit of Shia's character because she's not funny at all. No. Her her love interest slash friend guy is way funnier than her. Ron is funnier than her. Most I she's, she was really trying to be funny though. No, no, no I know, but I'm, I'm saying I just think that this this small town vibe situation they got going, I think is Brighton right. Brighton Falls. <laughs> I think is right, but I just wish that uh, it was it was combined with Shia's just actual acting talent and comedic timing. Because you would have preferred a male lead. I understand. It's uh, our role, man. <laughs> White boys. Uh, so I don't know. So it's 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 fine. It's a very whatever movie. I don't really love the Transformer movies anyway. So it's I don't not... think anyone does. Well, some people. This movie. These movies make money. This is the correction. Millions, maybe even billions, people do. It's it's crazy. This movie made four hundred and sixty eight million dollars worldwide, and it's the worst ranking of the franchise on a budget of under a hundred million. If I'm not mistaken, correct? Ah, it's, I would I would think it's over a hundred. I'll check that. Out. I believe it's not. That's surprising because. All the CGI. But then again, the cast is like... Oh, do you have it equipped faster than me? I'm on, I have oh, Wikipedia open. Cool. Budget was 102 to 135. <laughs> That's a huge <laughs> Either I'm right or I'm wrong. Yeah. Well, let's just say it's 110. All right, cool. I'm right. <laughs> You're not far off, though, which is crazy. Uh, that is a small budget for that type of movie. But then again, there aren't really stars in it. There are absolutely well, John Cena is by far the, the most famous name. person. Yeah. Is, yeah, without a doubt. And he's not good if he's not doing a comedy role. I also have a hard time understanding how famous Haley Steinfeld is, uh, Haley Steinfeld is because her music career is very successful independent of her movie career. Sure. Does that? I mean, I don't know her. It's, music. Not, it's just not the same audience. I, I don't know That's if her. Right. That, but but again, I don't, maybe it is. Maybe it completely sure is. This her, is her like because this is her biggest movie. So well, it's her first if she has big a lead, right? Exactly, because she's been in the Edge of Seventeen and all these other, and uh, I guess Dickinson is is uh, is out now, so she has a, a TV show, quote unquote. But um, yeah, if you are a Haley Seinfeld fan independently of her film career, then I, maybe you do see this. Maybe that's your four hundred yeah, main right there. It makes sense. Uh, I don't know about that much, but yeah, no, it definitely. I'm, I'm just talking about to the to the case of Star Power before we write her off as not a star, especially in this era where like I, I think actually it's... maybe we're wrong. Maybe her and Cena are, are closer than we think. Cena's always going to be like a second tier. He, no, no, I just know. I just, I just mean like me and you are not on Instagram. We, we there's, there's sure. a world that Haley Seinfeld lives in that we just do not know about. We say, just, and, we're not the guys to answer this question. Sure, but yeah. I, I know that Cena is a huge. No, 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 for sure, for sure, for sure. But like in movies like Blockers or I'm, I don't know, about this firefighter movie that just came out. But uh, he's, um, he's, he's good in the comedic role because he's so big and ridiculous looking. He's not a talented actor. People keep he's saying not. he's a good comedic role. He's not. He's just. He's every, very every, good at every, Blockers. No, whatever. Everything is in the context of him, being, of him being John Cena. You're like, yeah, that's really good for John Cena. For, John Cena sure. is the worst acting performance in this movie. The name of this movie is Bumblebee. That's hard to do. That's hard. He is in rare company with Tyrese and Josh Duhamel. Rare <laughs> company. Josh Duhamel's acting his ass off of that first Reservoir. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for the record, he's still in first place behind. Uh, Better than KD. Cena and then Tyrese still at the back. Where you have Ka- of the bus. You don't have Ka- uh, KD Yeager in the front. He's not driving for you. I can't <laughs> believe the people we watched the Golden Globes for were standing for. Uh, for Mark Wahlberg in those movies. Yikes. Well, one of them's name is almost Cade Yeager. <laughs> yeah, but ironically, that's not the guy's name for it. Some motherfucker named Davey. <laughs> that's true. Uh, so, I don't know. Uh, other notes of this movie. Like, I just think that um, a couple plot things were We should say things that we like. We have not said anything that we like. Oh, I'm okay. Yeah. So, I actually thought that um, her relationship with the neighbor who's, like, in love with her... Yeah, he's great. ...was actually pretty fun. Uh, they handled that well. And, like, the... Like, if the movie was literally just, like, a girl who has a robot pet and is, like, going through, like, her summer vacation, I actually would think that movie would be kind of good. 
Yeah, the uh, those were my favorite the, parts of the movie. There, there was there's a better there's a better version of this movie where instead of every single thing that involves a transformer, he like saves a forest fire or, or something like there's like or not, yeah, that's, yeah, that, yeah. that's a that's a corny example. You I know, know what what you I'm, mean. I'm, I'm, I'm making a joke, but like you know what I mean. I'm like there's there's a non galactical uh, you know situation. Yes, here. for sure. Oh, but also I would say this is a very good directing job by Travis Knight. I would say from a directing standpoint, I actually do like this because he does get his um adventure movie kind of 80s bars off in a in a, a very genuine way i would say the 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 heart i would say the heart of the movie is actually quite genuine the, yeah i would the, agree yes. with that the the movie's intentions are not as um uh you know commercial commercial as as the actual movie itself so sure it's, sure yeah. sure that's that's fair so it's a sweet movie it's and, and again i liked it because i was uh I, we were gonna do long shot but instead we went with this and uh i will say even though uh, I probably am going to end up liking the movie Longshot more. Right. I think this is this is I think this is quite rewatchable, and from like a passive standpoint. Okay. Like I, I don't I don't I don't feel like this is like a, a problematic watch. Oh, I don't think it's problematic. Uh, one funny joke that John Cena has when they first are uh, discussing whether they're going to let the Decepticons oh, yeah. uh, come in. The name the, says, they're called Decepticons. They literally called <laughs> Decep- the name. They called themselves Decepticons. Doesn't that raise red flags? That was a funny. I also uh, joke. wish that there was like. Like going back to my Shia LaBeouf point, like if Shia LaBeouf saw someone get vaporized and turned into goo, that's hilarious. Like he would find a way to turn that moment into something really, really fun. What's that guy's name? John uh, Ortiz. He shows up in Ad Astra too, in mm-hmm. a very similar role. <laughs> that's this guy. He's just an official that's kind of near the business. Ortiz from, uh, of course, the classic Jacko's Boating. Everyone's, everyone's, everyone's talking about mm-hmm. it. Um, the drop. I think I think Haley Steinfeld's fine in this. Uh, the the family unit's fun. I love Pamela Adlon. I don't think she's fine. He thinks I think, I think even she's the neighbor or her little brother would have been better as main characters in this movie. Maybe I don't know if I had the the main brother. Maybe not the little brother. The little brother killed him. Right, maybe that's too late. But uh, the, the other kid could have been better. Yeah, he was good. She's, she's whatever. Yep, she's fine. She's good. She's not bad. She's she's very she fits the role, but she's not stealing anything or doing anything crazy he's not gonna get a lot of praise for this but i mean she did a serviceable job or are we both wrong and should the main character of this movie just been bumblebee maybe they should have completely removed the decepticon angle and made this one of those movies where they made like a wally a wally there you go i don't think people would want to see it really if it wasn't like really because but that goes backwards to what we're talking about we're like people go to oh that's what i want but i think people clearly went to see this movie and it's because they want to see robots fighting each other i my, my problem with that is that the money this movie made yeah. with the title it has and the marketing it has goes against what you just said because there's okay. there's there's very little robot fighting in these um, I was like, I was very surprised when I saw the robot fighting I did when I saw this movie because it was it was marketed the way I think people like me and you wanted it to be that's that's yeah. kind that's kind of how it got there I don't think it would get the reviews it got which were quite favorable um yeah. if it had shown the dumb shit that it had in store frankly okay yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember the marketing for this movie at all. It was it was it was very Stranger Things, very very not robots. Yeah, I mean this movie doesn't like it. it it's nostalgic, but it's not like overindulgent in its nostalgia. It it is in its music. You like the music more than me. I think the music is actually the music. We got we got a, a mid nineties <laughs> on our hands. <laughs> uh, no, I think that, well, I mean the songs are good. They they're playing good songs. No, no, no I just mean um the never oh a, a, a bunch of hits, but you know whatever. The Rick Roll joke is not good. That was a waste. Uh, but I think, um, I mean, listen, the 80s had really good music. I thought the they didn't overindulge with, like, we're going to pop in every possible reference to no, 80s no, no, things. No. The only 80s movie they really referenced directly is The Breakfast Club. Three times. 
Well, yeah, but it's a it's a it's a call. It's, yes, joke. correct. Yes. Uh, but like, look, what if Ron was the main character? Why are you hating on stepfathers I, everywhere? I love Ron. I I'm love, a stepfather, and I'm insulted. Ron is really funny, and the fact that he gives her a book with the positive the was it the positive changes of a smile that was actually a really funny like 1980s. Uh, not too harsh version of the like telling a woman to smile. That was actually really funny. Yeah, that was that was funny, and uh, then they call back the joke with the helmet. Eh, it was fine. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's just like a it's a. I don't know that, I that was, was a joke. I don't know that that counts as a joke. It's definitely oh, called like I don't know if it counts as being funny. It's played for a joke. Right. The way they film it, it's for a joke. Well, I was I had to her, the off. way and she was, and was reading with dramatically with, puts on the helmet. And I, pauses for a I second. I was watching with no sound in a car with you watching the Golden Globes, reading happened. captions. You were watching the movie during the Globes? Absolutely. You're captions, sorry. sound off. I'm sick. How else was I going to concentrate on the movie, John? You wouldn't shut the fuck up. You had two weeks to watch the movie. You're rating. <laughs> Five Golden Globe nominations. Pitt crushed it. <laughs> that was funny. Ah, yeah. jeez. Oh, Oh, I th- the only other thing about the movie I have is the at the very end uh, he tries to grab the the love interest tries to grab her hand. We gotta get this kid's name. Mo- she, M- Mimo, Momo, I Momo. I never Mimo. heard of him before. The character's the name. Meme. I will check it out. Continue. <laughs> we keep saying love interest neighbor. Is it Jorge Lindenberg Jr.? Yep. Yo, his name is not on IMDb. Everyone else's name is on the IMDb except his. It's it, They have his real name, but not his character name. Jorge Lennonborg Jr.? Mimo. Mimo. That's Memo. Memo. Yeah, Memo. Yeah, Guillermo. Yeah. Memo. And, of course, my boy Jason Drucker. You know, little brother. Druck showing up. And Steven Schneider. Ron. All right. <laughs> uh, but, so there's a scene. General Whalen, Glenn Turnham. Let the black guy? We'll let him, yeah, we'll, uh, what, what did he say? He said, we'll let them find their stupid bumblebee. And then we'll, we'll know how to Long find shit. them all. <laughs> They're making some kind of interconnected web. Ortiz, you're killing me. No, he said Get inter- back on the boat. He said internet first, and that, then. I shouldn't have said that. Said, I meant Jack goes boat. <laughs> <laughs> movie. So Memo, <laughs> yes. uh. She, he gets rejected by trying to grab her hand at the very end. Yeah. Uh, which was interesting because... But then immediately, classic Rise of Skywalker, the stakes just get taken right away, fellas, because then she's like, <laughs> movie's over. She's not there yet. I think uh, emotionally she may have never been with uh, anyone before. She hasn't seen... She kind no, of seems to cut off the world yes, since her dad died, and this is her first starting to... But I mean, you know, it's a hand grab. All right, you're rating for uh, Bumblebee. Miss. Give it a miss. Give it a miss. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's, uh, let's buffer this. We are doing the summer of 1999, which is, of course, defined as the first Friday of May through Labor Day weekend. Nodder, what do you think about this season? I think that you have to take it away, John, because we're starting with four movies that only you have seen. I want to touch on some movies real quick. <laughs> what I think about the season is that the part at the top is good, and the part that you're about to stuck with, that you're about to go with is weak sauce. You don't know that. Uh, so... I'm just going to start at some movies that didn't do a lot of business, but um, have some notes on. Number 52 this season. By the way, how many movies have we had this season? 
121 movies released. Thickums. And um, so number 52 on this list is a movie called Detroit Rock City, which made $4 million, uh, $4.2 million. This is a, like a, a classic teen uh, movie where these guys are obsessed. Everyone knows about it, of course. I'm just saying that your classic team movie. It's kids on a road trip trying to go to a Kiss concert. Like everyone, they they win free tickets on the radio, so they go there. It turns out they didn't really win the tickets. 1999, the height of Kiss. So power. they're trying to figure out a way to get into this concert because they got to go see Kiss. Now at the same time, they said Tannic Panic's happening. Kiss, you know, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on with that. Starring Seth MacFarlane. But it's actually like a it's a cool movie about four kids in high school, like on a road trip and like stuff like that. It's a it's a fun film. I I would recommend. Any it. Any stars or director or anything? Like that? Honestly, I don't think there might be like one person that went on to do something oh edward Perfect. furlong's in it nailed it yeah yeah he's like the also at the height of his power and adam rifkin is the director next movie i'm just wanted what you wanted to know number 50 on the list is uh made 6.2 million dollars this is dick do you know what dick is about i do i have seen dick I dick is, like a, is a oh it's a fun movie michelle williams and um oh what's the other girl's name kirsten dunce I just know Michelle Williamson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Kirsten yeah, Dunst, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's about um, the Deep Throat uh, Informer. We, and we just find out who, uh, what's the name was fucking off uh, Golden Globes? Kirsten Dunst? Yeah. I don't remember. She was fucking somebody. Proceed. You can ask your girlfriend about it. I don't know. I can't believe Lulu and Barry have been fucking, and I didn't even know. Shout I didn't know about that. Power yeah. couple. I love Barry Jenkins. I love Lulu Wong. Uh, yeah, so this is a funny movie. I saw this in theaters and uh, <laughs> when I was 13, I guess. This is, um, or 12. So that's kind of crazy. But uh, did you, uh, you, you've you seen Dick, you said. Yeah, I thought I hated it. I don't, and, like, and, I don't like either of those actresses at all. I think they both suck. I think I want them on the pod. Uh, Bruce McCullough from The Kids in the Hall plays the brother. He's the Edward Furlong of Dick. No, that's inaccurate. <laughs> he plays a much smaller role. Uh, number 48 on the list. Uh, this was made $7.2 million. This is Run, Lola, Run. you familiar with this film? Uh, I don't think so. It's a movie with the girl from The Fifth Element who's running. Then no. And she's running. And then she's also running. Incredible. This movie, I had, uh, so at this time in my life, I had illegal pay-per-view when this was out on pay-per-view. <laughs> what is happening, John? I'm telling you a story. <laughs> this movie would be on one of the pay-per-view, channel, pay-per-view channels all the time. And literally, I would just, it's a short movie, too. I would switch over to it and like, oh, she's just running. Huh? And me and my sister had an ongoing joke. Like, oh, see if Lola's running. That was the thing that happened in my life. Run, Lola, run. Other one I want to talk about real quick is Teaching Miss Tingle, which made $8.9 million. Come on. Doesn't it sound like you're making the movies up, John? It does you sound must like, hear it. You must hear it. This movie, the only reason I want to talk about this, I've never seen this movie. My sister, Giovanna, yeah. who is a fan of the show, yes. she has seen this movie, I think, 1,000 times. <laughs> we, got it. we got to get her on to talk about it. I couldn't tell you anything about it. All right. Next on our list that we're going to talk about, uh, number 42. This made nine point nine million, just under ten. Dudley Do Right, inept Canadian Mountie Dudley Do Right chases after villain Snidely Whiplash and woos girlfriend Nell Fenwick. What else is there to say, John? What else is there to say about? I remember watching this cartoon uh, back in the day, and I did think that Snidely Whiplash is one of the greatest names of all time. Look, if you don't think that Brendan Fraser is chronically underrated. Then you, you must not have seen, seen Monkey Bone. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You haven't seen Bedazzled. You haven't He's seen actually good Trust. In <laughs> yeah, that's movie blows. I hate it. Next. Yeah, it's very bad. Number thirty-three on the list. This made how much? Fourteen, 14 million dollars is in too deep. In too deep. Now, 
This is the thing about this title. All right. You think it's about cops and about undercover cops and it being how they get into deep. It's not. Into deep is about how LL Cool J mm-hmm. takes a pool cue. You no, know, ladies love him. And in front of Omar Epps, mm-hmm. brother of Michael, uh, <laughs> takes that and to and to to show his like you know bravado as a gangster. Yeah, uh, takes that pool cue and inserts it up a man's butt, mm-hmm. and Omar Epps watches it and just keeps on going up and up and up his little butt in too deep. Uh, number twenty eight on the list. Uh, this made nineteen point two million dollars. It's Summer of Sam. Shout out to John Leguizamo, fan of the show. Oh, I gotta watch. It. I never saw that. You ever seen Summer of Sam? Never seen Summer Adrian Sam. Brody. No. Um, what's Summer of Sam? I don't know. What it is. Summer of Sam is about the uh, David Berkowitz shooting, uh, serial killing in the nineteen seventy seven. Uh, it takes place in New York City. It's a group of friends that grew up together uh, in this. Uh, they're all they're all Italians in the Bronx. Stallions. Uh, or no, in Queens, sorry. It's all happening in Queens where the shootings are taking place and they're all paranoid. And at some point they think their friend's doing it because he went away and came back and now he's a goth. Not a goth, a punk. Oh. He's a punk. Uh, Adrian Brody's character. And um, Well, he's no executive decision, Liguizamo. That's peak Liguizamo. I don't know. He's really good in this. Okay. Uh, this is uh, this is a really uh, crazy film. It's really good. You should uh, definitely give it a watch. Uh, number 27 on this list is The Iron Giant. Mm-hmm. The Iron Giant is Brad Bird's directorial debut, and also twenty three million for the Iron Giant, by the way. Uh, that's that's not a lot, though, right? That's a lot. It's Warner Brothers, not Disney. Oh, okay, so. okay. So I guess it's, it's fine or whatever. Um, the Iron Giant. Do you know about the Iron Giant as a poster business? This is a uh, Vin Diesel, correct? Correct. Okay. Uh, the no, Iron, I do not. The Iron Giant, I believe, is like the like the the most expensive movie poster, like by average. That you can buy. Why? I have no idea. Um, you know, you know the company Mondo, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I believe this is their first poster, and uh, since then, uh, it, it's just been like one of those cult things where I guess the the the, the same people that are in love with cult movie posters yeah. must love that movie. And by far, when you Google Iron Giant movie poster, no matter what form of it is, it is it's pricey. That shit is not cheap. Wow, interesting. Yeah. And also just an excellent, excellent movie. Yeah. No, it's it's a fantastic. definitely one of the be- one of the best cartoons of the nineties. Yeah, and a lot of people were angry when the Iron Giant shows up in uh, Ready Player One and starts attacking people. Oh, they were? They were angry? Really? Yeah, they were like, who's the Iron Giant kid? He's not violent. Literally a video game. When did the book get written? The book was written within the last 10 years. Okay, cool. Interesting. Yeah. There's, oh, by the way, the Iron Giant's not in the book. The book is strictly um, nostalgia for the 80s. Oh, okay. I mean, that's the Iron Giant stands out. Then it's mostly eighty stuff. I guess that Overwatch is like a different weird one. There, well, like so. the, the a lot of stuff was just like, well, we got Spielberg here, so let's use some of his <laughs> let's stuff. Get pop. Um, number twenty five on this list. You guys know it. Come on, it's the Wood Baby. Twenty five million dollars for the Wood. What else is there to say besides this is going to win the Oscar in nineteen ninety nine? When we do our uh, twenty one year Oscars, it might win. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else is there left to say about the Wood, John? I don't know. We said a lot. I love the wood. Go see the wood. It's, on the, it's, on the <laughs> it's not what you think it is. <laughs> uh, number 24 on this list is yeah. Mystery Men, a movie I have seen so many times. $29.7 million. Um, I rewatched Mystery Men and showed it to a bunch of people for the first time, and they were blown away. They like loved it. It's it, fun. It, it renewed my love for it, too. Um, it is a, it is a, it's definitely a better screenplay than I remember. I, I was surprised that it actually is like kind of a concise uh, through story. Balls to the wall, corny ham stuff. But oh, I, yeah. I love it. Um, I, I, yeah, Mr. Men holds up. 
Mystery good, Man's good for great. you, Mystery Man. You got your uh, your Luddite Janine Garofalo's in it. Uh, I think William H. Macy is really funny in this. Oh, it's fantastic. It, uh, Jeffrey Rush is good in this movie. Uh, Stiller's great. Lo- I was going to say, maybe maybe we're underrating this as a Stiller performance. It, it, is, it is definitely one of the best men Stiller performances. Well, he's like playing the straight man almost. He is nice. He's playing the insane man. He's playing the, the man that takes himself more seriously than any of the other That's what I'm saying. He's, but I'm saying he's almost like the straight man where everyone else is like, well, everyone else's character is like super like ridiculous. I would definitely say Janine Garofalo is a straight man in Mystery Man. She is the, oh, she yeah, is the person that, that Hank Azaria. Know, I thought was great in this. Yeah, he's the yeah. opposite of <laughs> yeah. But it's like the first time like seeing Hank Azaria really like in a motion picture. I think for me at least. Oh really? That, before Heat? Really? Oh, I saw this oh. before I saw Heat. <laughs> oh, I did not. I definitely saw Heat first. I oh really? Show was well, I saw this in theaters. Okay. And I wasn't watching. That's how it's in Oh, I, I, I was exposed to Heat very early. I was not going to watch Heat as a twelve-year-old. Really? No. I definitely watched Heat when Too I was young. twelve. Like multiple times when I was young. I was, I was into Heat the first time I saw it, honestly. Oh, me too. But yeah. I, I was probably like more like 16, 17. I, think I was like seven the first time I saw Heat. I was, I was ready for Heat. <laughs> um, this list is getting bonkers. So All we just right, did yeah. 25, The Wood, 24, Mystery, and 23 is a movie called Lake Placid. My only anecdote. 1.7. My no. only anecdote about Lake Placid is that there was a time in my life where I thought this was the single scariest thing that had ever been invented to mankind. This was one of those trailers. It's in not the about movie the theaters. 1980 Olympics. And and uh, on television that just scared the living. I was, I was horrified of uh, alligators for years after this movie. Really? I was eight. Oh, yeah. That'll do it. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Have uh, you seen it? I have seen it. I don't remember it well. Okay, me neither. I oh. saw it. I know it's bad. Around then, I, I think I didn't think I saw. I it's didn't. It's very post Anaconda. <sighs> Anaconda. That's yeah, my a, baby back. That's a fun film. Nineteen is South Park: A Bigger, Longer Uncut. This movie made fifty-two million dollars. Fifty-two. That is outrageous. The, this this costs nothing to make. <laughs> this well, costs you know nothing why? to make. You know why it's not even? But it's not that crazy. Is because uh, at this point in time in nineteen ninety-nine, season South- two. No. Of the of South Park? Well, South Park was a phenomenon when it started. Oh, no, sure, but this is this is this started, literally the second season of the show. This I thought it started in 97, pr- but you might be right. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll double check. It's definitely early on in the show, but the show was a phenomenon when it came out. For sure. And the funny thing about this is, I was uh, 12 years old, like I said, and I saw this with three other friends, and my mom took me to see it. Whoa. We're both wrong. What wow. Season one of South Park is in 1997. 97, whole, that's what I said. No, 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 but so, but so the whole the whole show airs in '97, yeah. um, and then the actual the the pilot that we all know um, comes out in 1999 this year, incredibly. Oh wow! Yeah, really weird. Uh, there's the, the South Park was I remember South Park being like a phenomenon when this movie came out. I'm realizing like now South Park, South Park is the show that made Comedy Central. There's no Comedy Central shows besides like Jiminy Glick and like the the Daily Show before John Stewart that are big before this. Are there? Kilborn, uh, Stewart takes over in '99. Yeah, well, that's what. But but the, but it was famous before him, right? He yeah. was he was taking over a popular TV. He show, was right? taking over yeah, yeah, yeah. one of their bigger shows. Yeah, so South Park is I mean South, so South Park is like you said a phenomenon and like basically make is making this this television. Oh, network. without a doubt, uh, those were the two big shows. It was Daily Show and then it would go on Wednesdays. It would be Daily Show and then it's mm-hmm. South Park. So okay, I gotta remember that. I'm, I, was def- uh, I was not allowed yeah, to watch South Park. It was it was on eleven thirty at night. Way and, past my bedtime. <laughs> and I remember like on Thursdays at school, people would be talking about it. That it was huge. Um, middle school for you. This would be middle school. Uh, yes, and the middle school for me. But the... Movie's also... We should talk about the movie. It's very it's, good. Well, I, Have you I, seen it recently? I, I, I saw it, like, I was so, I, I remember my mom, by the way, absolutely loved it. She had a great time. Really? Yes. Weird. My mom's silly. Never heard that about South Park. My mom loved South Park. My mom Park. loved it. She she finds... She likes crude humor. Oh, good for her. Uh, but I didn't expect it to be a musical. I remember as a kid not knowing... 
that was gonna happen. It's that that's oversold. That's oversold as a musical. It's, it's like hundred percent musical. It, yeah, but it's I, I don't the, the you know how like like someone like me that doesn't love the theater and I hate the whole like talky singing nature of it. Yeah, talky singing South Park uh, songs are just jokes. The, yeah. the, it, it does it's because it, when because like like for instance like in, so is Book of Mormon. <laughs> I've never seen the Book of Mormon, but no, I mean like for instance like when when Family Guy does like a big musical number, yeah. Seth MacFarlane can they actually, take them, but they take them seriously exactly, and, so. but but they should because Seth MacFarlane and, can sing and, and can play the piano. It it does not register as a musical when it's literally you know what I'm saying it's it's sure. just it's well, just shouting. They keep their <laughs> musicals like in the tradition of musical, but like true to the show. While Family yeah. Guy will do the opposite, where they'll take any musical number they do. Like and blow it out into seriously. an episode. Yes. Yes. First they take it very seriously because Seth MacFarlane loves the theater. There you go. Uh, but that yeah. blessing. Right. I'm just, that, but that's the re- that's the reason behind it. Uh, so I mean, this was a crazy movie. Yeah, it definitely didn't definitely didn't have a crazy budget. That's for sure. Besides the fact that the fact that Bill Hader probably spit and I don't think Bill Hader was around. No, I know. I know he was. Yeah, he's no. probably way. This is way before Hader. Yeah, fifty-two uh, million dollars. Crazy. Number eighteen on this list is Eyes Wide Shut. Now, John. I yes. have seen Eyes Wide Shut, and I watched it. Fifty five point six million, by the way. I, I I watched the movie, and then I watched just the crazy scene uh, yes. once, and that is the only that is the only interaction I've had with this movie at all. I completely forget what is it an orgy. I completely forget what happens in this movie. Okay, real quick, I'll tell you the plot. Yeah. Um, there's got to be a cut. Tom Cruise no. and. So Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman are both very wealthy. Uh, they've been in a relationship for a while. They go to this party that's of an, of the elites. He's a doctor for the elites. He does house calls. Uh, after the party, they go back and they're having a discussion about whether uh, she's she's concerned that he's not jealous about her. So then she tells us, <laughs> she like thinks it's weird that he wouldn't be jealous. And he's like, I know you would never cheat on me. And she basically says. One time when we were on vacation, oh, last year when we were on vacation, there was this sailor that uh, I was hoping that he would come hit on me because I was ready to ruin my. I was on I was on the fence of whether I would ruin my life or not, and then because of her saying that to him, he then goes on in like a three night quest to try to cheat on her and he fails on doing it. And while he he doesn't fuck Sidney Lumet, he doesn't fuck anyone. Just Nicole Kidman. He fucks her in the beginning. And uh, in real life. For years. Yeah, they were married. They were married at the time of this film. The firm. Am I this right? is towards the end of their marriage, too, oh. I believe. I recently watched this movie, actually, in the last uh, couple weeks. And um, Nicole Kidman, the speech she gives when she's telling him about when she had a uh, uh, a, a mental affair, <laughs> for lack of a better word, uh, she's uh, she's fantastic in it. And I was like, wow, wow. You don't really see Nicole Kidman do stuff like this that often. Uh, and she's gorgeous in this Get to the life. orgy. But, I mean, it's not really that interesting. So he goes to this, uh, there's like a, he finds an old friend who was playing piano. He sees him at a jazz bar. You tell him, I go to this special thing. He shows up at it. Everyone's in masks. He puts on a mask. It's, uh, it's there orgy. was women walking around naked. Uh-huh. And then there's one room he walks into while he's like checking uh-huh. out the party where there's uh, just like random people in different spots having uh-huh. sex while other people are just like, Staring around, but it's not. I wouldn't say an orgy. It's like couples that are matched up in different spots. And there's the crazy thing about this movie is, you know how long this shoot was? Yes, four hundred and thirty-five days. It holds the Guinness record for the longest ever 
consecutive filming movie. This is Stanley Kubrick's last film. He died before it was released. And he um, is known for being very meticulous about doing a scene over and over and over and over again. And uh, this is like... that Finch. This is like to the ridiculous end of this. And the movie itself is interesting and it's pretty good. It's I don't think it's any, by far his best, but it's definitely worth a watch and pretty interesting. I don't think the orgy scene is that crazy, but maybe for 1999, you know, we're talking 20 it years. It was definitely the thing that it's, I took away. It was a big deal, and I know there was an edited version that was out because of that. Number 17 on this list is a movie I love. Yeah. Bowfinger. This is Steve Martin and Eddie Murphy in a movie, and that's all you need to know. Uh, basically, Steve Martin <laughs> is a failed movie producer that wants to get a big star, and he finds uh, that Eddie, Eddie Murphy plays a a real action star. He finds uh, someone that looks just like Eddie Murphy to <laughs> to kind of fill in the gaps of his movie that he shoots around stalking the real movie star, Eddie Murphy. This movie's great. This movie's it's incredible. Really funny. Um, I have seen it recently. I don't know how much you want to talk about it. If it ever streams, we should 1 billion percent do an episode of this movie. 66.3 million for Bowfinger, which is pretty impressive. Hell yeah. 16, the remake of The Thomas Crown Affair with your girl Renee Russo and Pierce Brosnan. Love to see it. This made $69 million, and there's a big plot around a Magritte photo. I mean, painting. The Treachery of Image, not the Treachery of Image, the one where there were bow hats and uh, apples. Bowler hats and apples. That's a big plot point in this movie. Okay. This is an <clears throat> this is an okay heist film. It's an art heist. It's, bad. it's a bad heist film. It's the, as a it's heist an, film. It's an okay movie. It's a terrible heist film. Right. Okay, that's right. <laughs> yes. We all agree it has nostalgic value. Now the next movie. Nader, this is fun. 15. Deep Blue Sea. Hey, man. Get those motherfucking sharks off my motherfucking submarine. <laughs> 73.6 million. It's a banger. That's a lot of money. Deep Blue P. This is um, this is another LL Cool J movie. His hat, it's like a shark fin. Who's the star of this movie? Stellar Skateboard? It's neither him nor uh, Samuel. Is it Stellar? Stellar Skateboard? Uh, you tell me. No, I don't think he's a star. Thomas Jane. There you go. Yeah, that's your lead. Uh, Deep Blue Sea, I uh, used to think was really scary. And I saw it oh, again recently, and I was like, this movie's hilarious. This movie's it, hysterical. It's really funny. It, But yeah, you're right. It does work on that level where when you're younger, it's like scary because the very, sharks Very are. also like actually claustrophobic. It does a good job of, of making you feel like you're stuck underwater. For as far as submarine movies go, this is not that claustrophobic, though. It's not. It's not. They're not in the submarine. It's a. It's a massive. Well, facility. it's like it's a, a huge, oh, yeah, yeah, huge right. yeah, yeah. It, it houses I sharks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's massive. No, uh, I, but I, what, I know. Wait, what yeah, what is the? What do they do to the sharks to make them smart? Uh, they are trying to cure cancer. They are. They are. They are. They're, they're, there's a genetic experiment that involves shark DNA. That is <laughs> so the first and also the premise believe, is crazy. Again, I've only seen this movie twice, and the most recent time yeah. was like a year or two ago. I believe they cure cancer right away. I think they cure oh, cancer right away, and then all the dramatic shit. I'm happy for them. That's great. Number, um, what we got here? 14. Oh. Made really? Them, okay. Yeah. This made $91.4 million. This is The Haunting. Hmm. This is with Catherine Zeta-Jones and, uh... Did you like this movie? I don't like this movie. I, I saw this movie I, I expected a little theaters. more from it, kind of, too, honestly. This movie is the is the parody that Scary Movie 2 is based on. <laughs> well, I think, uh... When I when Liam I, Neeson is the, the I know, owner and of the Wilson house. Is, when I when I when I saw I didn't see this movie when it first came out, but I, when I watched it years later, um, and I saw the list, I was like, is this gonna be like one of those like kind of like Eleanor. high art 
kind of like uh, horror movies? It thinks it, it is. It, it, it was not. I think it thinks it is. It's an interesting Bruce movie. Bruce Dern thinks it is. That's it. Bruce Dern. There's some, uh, there's some interesting deaths in this. Owen Wilson has a pretty uh, gruesome death in that movie. Easy, make easy. Uh, it's, I don't know, it's it's a weird film. I saw this in theaters, which is crazy. Bro, you know it's all about number 13, all right? Matthew Broderick's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> legendary Disney movie, Inspector Gadget. 97.4. dun 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 this movie's garbage, dun 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 Twin Peaks. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, this was a weird movie. I, have you seen it? I have seen it, and I I've seen it a bunch of times, it's horrible. Yeah, no, it's so definitely not good. So <laughs> bad. So, 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 so bad. I also, I believe this, I, I, I consider this to be the beginning of the end for Matthew McConaughey. I'm sorry, wow, <laughs> for Matthew Broderick. I think this is the big movie he does that makes us all realize, oh, he's terrible. He's, um, he doesn't do a lot of movies anymore, well, ele- Election was last year, right? Because we, we did election. Election is 99 still. Oh, so it's a couple seasons ago, yeah. And this is exactly the movie, I believe, his career to start going. Yeah, Election, I believe, was the be- very beginning of the year, which he's great in. Election's Not as good movie. as... That's Twin Peaks. Yeah, Twin Peaks. Clearly. I never know Kyle's last name. McLaughlin? Yeah, McLaughlin. Sure. He's the villain. Kyle. He's the claw. There's also a gruesome is it uh, death in the in the beginning of this movie. I didn't think we're saying his name wrong. All right, I'll check. Kyle McLaughlin? That's not right. Kenneth Brown. McLaughlin. McLaughlin. <laughs> McLaughlin. Okay, McLaughlin. Twin Peaks. I'm calling him Twin Peaks. <laughs> All right, so Twin Peaks. All right, so now the, the top 12 here. Now we're this going is, this hun- is th- Hundo Mill and up. So I think from now on, we're, these are lit. There is, yeah, from, from number 12 on, there is. There's only one there's movie. Two, no, there's two. There's, there's, there's only one movie I haven't seen. Well, I always say there's two movies. There's only two movies on here that I think most people have not seen. I honestly think every other movie here. I, three maybe, but let's, let's, let's take it. In the top 12 here, first of all, this top, Inspector Gadget, God bless its dumbass soul, made $97 million. Yeah. So you may as well call that 100 uh, mm-hmm. Every movie from here on out makes over $100 million, starting with number 12. Man, I miss the days of comedies. Don McLean's American hey, Pie. Let me, get that, let, me, let me get that cheesecake, though. <laughs> Gross. All right. Uh, Pancake? You know what's really good about this movie? Uh, just illegally film a, a woman. Uh, illegally? Uh, what? Illegally film a woman undressing and broadcast that to the internet. Oh, oh, I thought you meant like the, the production of the movie did something illegal. I was like, well, no, it's so on the no, nose. No, that's part of the plot of the yes, film. Yes, for sure. Uh, this is, I mean, your classic teen None comedy. of these people have real <laughs> careers afterwards. It's so depressing to think about. But Eugene Biggs Levy, had a small career, and Klein did too. First of all, Klein. I'm showing Klein Scott. Felt, for I know, that's what I'm saying. All all these people, and I'm, and this makes me sad to say about Eugene Natasha Levy. Natasha Leone. She's an American Pie? Yeah, she plays the friend. Wow, I didn't even peep that. She's That's a dope. friend that, that mysteriously knows everything right. about All sex. you need is 30 years for, to pass. Eugene Levy, game. this probably like made... this this. this Can I finish most... my point that okay. I'm getting at? <laughs> All of these people's careers are now in this purgatory of they are playing either characters of themselves or they are stuck in under you know B to C level territory movies. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but again, they didn't... How I Met Your Mother, Shorty, there's no, got her sitcom there's, off. There's Biggs no, is only known for this. Eugene Levy is in Shit's Creek, but is always the 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 anxious Jewish esque yeah, dad. But, but that's all he. That's what he's. That's his thing. He's been doing. He been doing that. 20 Have you years. seen Down to Earth? But no, but he's been doing that for twenty years, going into this. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying this cast. I remember I, I, there was a time when I thought I was like, oh, this is like one of those casts that like, oh, there's a whole bunch of young actors that wanted to have careers. Not really. There's not a huge amount of people from this film that went on to be super famous. I mean, Tara yeah. Reid was already famous, and um, what's the girl? She's Allison. the one that's alive, right? 
Tara Reid is alive. Okay, yes. Brady Murphy and her. I get confused. Um. Oh, okay. Uh, Allison Hennigan. Uh, Time with your mother checks. Yeah, she killing it with that. Uh, Chris and, Klein was doing like comedy stuff here and there. Number ten on this list, John. You're skipping the general's daughter. I am, okay. John. Number ten on this list. Do you really talk about the general's daughter? No. Okay. <laughs> number ten on this list. Wiki wiki wah. Now, would you say this is Kevin Klein's greatest performance or his coup de grace? Well, have you seen The Lovely? (laughs) I have, actually. (laughs) Uh, Wild Wild West. John, is Wild Wild West like the best bad movie ever? Yeah. I think think it's really competing for it in a serious way. It's fantastic because Selma Hayek is the best. I did not realize that kids cared about uh, Will Smith's movie career. Like, I didn't realize, like, teenagers were, like, actively invested in Will Smith's movie career. Are they? They strangely are, and they strangely are still going out to see his movies and, like, are hype about him. Maybe maybe it's his Instagram presence. I don't know. But I didn't realize that, like, kids now are watching Wild Wild West, like, ironically. But I I don't know what to compare it to because I can't think of anything me and you watched like Wild Wild West from 20 years before. And it was like, this is great. Yeah, no, there's not. Um, this G- movie Ghostbusters? is Ghostbusters? I don't know. Serious question. Do you know what the plot to Wild West is? I do. I know the plot, so... Tell me. Short. Short. Not none of that John stuff. Okay, well, that's unfair. So it's uh, they be, they, uh, It's taking place during the Civil War. Yes. <laughs> Kenneth Brada has Slavery got, is not a thing. Kenneth Brada's got spider legs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He gets spider legs. No, no spider legs for him. Bad guy gets spider legs. Isn't that Kenneth Branagh? What? Yeah. No, that's Branagh. That's no. Kenneth Branagh. Oh, Kenny B. <laughs> you know, you learn something new every day, but sometimes it's horrible. So, uh, I believe the president is Ulysses S. Grant, and they're building the first transcontinental railroad. Mm-hmm. And um, there's an assassination plot. That's the oh, Selma- oh my God, Doctor Arliss uh, Loveless. Lo- Loveless, yeah. Wow. So wait, Selma Hayek's husband was a. Uh, Yes. Scientists who developed something that they're trying they, he, Yeah, her husband makes the bad shit. So then he gets kidnapped mission. by the bad guys. They got to get him back. Yeah, for him. And he has spider legs. Wow. And then they become Shouts Agent, Barry agent 1 and Agent 2 of the newly established Secret Service. So Will Smith keeps going on this goddamn press tour for the past like fucking two years about how the reason he turned down The Matrix was because. He did this movie. Yes, but but more specifically because when 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 people explain what the Matrix is, it sounds nuts, and they're like it first does. time filmmakers, so like why would Will Smith do that? I didn't realize that this movie was directed by Barry Sonnenfeld. So so really, yeah. I think the, the 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 shorter answer is like he did a movie with the guy that did Men in Black that made him a hundred million dollars, and this movie made yeah. him a lot of money. exactly. He can he made consecutive good financial choices. That would be oh he's in the he's in a run where he's making. Uh, hit this after is hit his. After this hit. is his. Because um, he's. Got, this is him taking over Jim Carrey as the as the most uh, as the highest paid actor in Hollywood. This is literally him taking. Oh over yeah. This this run. This run from from like ninety. When is Independence Day? Ninety six. Independence Day is not the is not the check that he cuts. Whatever no, movie after it must be Men in Black. Black. The one sure. after yeah. It. So yeah. that's ninety six though, right? So from ninety six. I think Oboom gets paid more than him in Independence Day. Definitely, but I'm saying that's what the started it from Correct. from there to like what two thousand two. He's. Like no, I would say like seven. Killed. I would say this to like iRobot. He's just they're twenty million. Yeah, sure. But he's he's spreading them out more towards. For the sure, end. for sure. But, but yeah, he, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, right. yeah, this movie's bonkers. You have to it's talk bonkers. about the next movie because I don't know enough about it. Notting Hill is a rom com with your boy Hugh Grant, number nine on the list, coming in at one hundred and sixteen million dollars. Notter. Yeah. Women like this movie a lot. I don't remember what it's about at all. Is this Heath Ledger? No, Hugh Grant. Oh, I don't like this movie. I've seen this. Movie. I don't like this movie. 
It's. I mean, he's got a horse head and face and teeth. He's gonna be. In he's the, a horse. He grants a horse. I'm actually real. He's really good in the man from Uncle. And he will be weird in the gentleman with that dumbass accent. <laughs> Hello, right? Hello. Hello, Gabda. <laughs> Why are we making fun of a man that's actually from England? I don't know. We've, we've, we've gone too far. I mean... We traversed it. How spot on were our British accents, though? We came in with all this kill yourself after Renee Zellweger gets an award energy from Gervais, and we took it out on Hugh Grant's horse body. Number eight on the list is a very small film. Oh, the Blair Witch Project. Yup. I thought this, this was real. Straight this out. made $140 million. Were you old enough to know? No, I was not. I yeah. saw this I in theaters. It was the whole time. Yeah. We Years saw, went by where I thought this was real. <laughs> we, I saw this the, uh, the first weekend of August of 1999. My friend Matt's birthday. A bunch of us went to go uh, see it. Was his last name birthday? No, it was Alan. It still is. <laughs> birthday? Alan. Oh, okay. Uh, we went to see it at the the small like small cinema in uh, Malvern, and I remember being scared shitless watching this. It's a creeper. And definitely thought it was real. And the crazy thing is that the three actors in it, uh, they they didn't let them do press for months. That's how mean you got away with that. Yeah, that's how we it's went genius. so long. It's although it's so I think cool. even with the press, I wouldn't have known. I would not have had the internet the way that it would have been. Absolutely, but yeah. it, it it is a it's a really cool film. I rewatched it. It doesn't work as much, obviously, knowing everything, but it still was a pretty enjoyable. Uh... Yeah, it's legit something that'll never happen again. It was a, oh, yeah. it was a very particular moment in time that I mean, it's funny too because it's almost like everything that happens now is the exact opposite of the Blair Witch. Like every every movie that comes out is the exact opposite of the feeling we had with the with the Blair Witch. Unfortunately, right? We know too much. Sixty. Thousand dollar budget for the Blair Witch, and it made one hundred forty million dollars. Uh, yeah, and you want to know world worldwide? Let me just, where is it? Worldwide, it made two hundred and forty eight million on a sixty thousand dollar budget. Crazy, unbelievable. Not as crazy as our number seven movie, Runaway Bride. Just as it culturally important, Richard Greer. And I thought you could say Richard Greifus. Richard Greifus, <laughs> Richard Gere, and Julia Roberts. This is Julia Roberts, really, really. Pre Willis. This is Pre Willis. She is riding high on those rom coms at this point in time. Woo! I don't think she's riding. <laughs> matrimony, Gere. matrimony. Yeah, she yeah. loves it. She loves it. How much money does this make? A hundred fifty-two and fifty-two million dollars. Yes. In a world where this makes less than the Mummy. <laughs> Take you back to 1999. Number it's a six. Fucked up summer. The Mummy. Uh, do you like The Mummy? I remember liking The Mummy. I've grown to completely despise The Mummy because I think Brendan Fraser is my least favorite actor. Rachel this, Vice. Of this era. Oh, that's nice. And then uh, my boy, uh, uh, who's the the not all white suit boy? I don't remember his name. I'll look it up. Uh, yeah, this Mummy's is a movie I've seen a lot of times. I've seen it two or three times. I haven't seen it in a long time, though. Really? Uh, I do remember loving The Mummy. John Hanna. John Hanna. The God. And uh, $155 million, a lot of money. This is, again... This uh, was such a big movie that no one even thinks about anymore. This was a huge well, this also, smash of a movie when it came out. And their first, the first and the second one made it crazy money, and then I believe The Scorpion Kid King did well as, as well. Uh, all the rock movies made money. None have of those you, rock movies are like not profitable. Have you yeah. seen the remake with Tom Cruise? I have. What do you think? It's one of the worst movies uh, of the year. Doesn't he become the mummy at the end? He most certainly does. And Russell Crowe is <laughs> That's crazy. Jekyll and Hyde. And the Invisible Woman is at Blumhouse now. <laughs> Elizabeth Moss. There you go. Yeah. I like Elizabeth Moss. 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 Number five. 
on this list. $163 million. Banger. Banger. I don't know if Mr. Deeds or this movie is my favorite Adam Sandler movie, but Big Daddy. It's, it's Big Daddy. Big Daddy is so damn. This is my favorite good. Sandler. This is, I think this is the only Sandler I cry at. I think this is the only tear Sandler's ever uh, brought out of me. Damn, um, this movie's so good. This one, this movie, as opposed to... So I've seen Happy Gilmore, and I've seen Billy Madison, and this movie. This is better. All, I mean, I'm saying I've seen all three of these movies like hundreds and hundreds of times. You're not a, you're not a big Deeds guy. You haven't seen Deeds? I love Deeds, okay. but it's not... For me, it's not on the same level. This is I think but this of like of those three, I can I, I can tolerate quotes from Big Daddy. I can't tolerate quotes from I think first we time. I think we've actually <laughs> we're overthinking Adam Sandler. Let's look Are real we? Yes, I think we're well, overthinking the the his career. All right, so I'm going to pull up Adam Sandler's uh, career. I think maybe there is a just a pocket where all the movies are good and actually it's like Zohan forward that 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 fucks it up. All right. So let's go through Sandler's uh, career real quick. All right, we got the Cosby Show. All right, we well, got go, Going st- Overboard. Forget all. Start at I Billy know, Madison. I know, I know, I know. Um, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, Bulletproof. Wait. That doesn't count. The Wedding Singer, I think, does count. Waterboy. Okay, so this is what. So this is my. This is my point. All right, so the Wedding Singer is Wedding Singer's good, and it's it's also critically acclaimed a little bit, just a little bit. So let's go Wedding Singer ninety eight, Waterboy ninety eight. We both like Waterboy, right? Yeah, Waterboy's funny. Big Daddy. Uh, Deuce Big, but uh, they can't call him Deuce Big. No, that's um, a cameo. Little Nicky. Little Nicky, I don't like. Oh, really? Can we can we agree that people do like Little Nicky? Yes, absolutely. Okay, cool. Um, Punch Struck Love, objectively good. Yes, he's fantastic. Mr. Deeds, objectively good. He's good in that. You have to speak to A Crazy Nights. I don't I don't remember it. He's fine. It's is a, the it's, movie it's, is the movie objectively good to a to enough group of people no, the same way Little Nicky was like it's you know not. Little Nicky is A Crazy Nights is a is then, a then it stops a, there a, because the next comedy. one is. Uh, I ride for anger management. Am I going to lose this this argument? I think that I don't most think I have people, the support. I don't think a lot of people seen it. Yeah, then I then I'm, I'm going to stop right there. Then all right, so uh, Mr. Deeds, Punch Drunk Love, yeah. Little Nicky, Big Daddy, The Water Boy, The Wedding Singer. So he's got six. He's got six movies yeah, in good, good four run. years that yeah. are like all good, right? Yeah, they're all good. All right, so that's I don't Adam like Taylor. Little Nicky, but yes, I know that. So that's like his sweet it. spot. I'm saying it's Sandler's sweet spot is 98 to 2001. But then he also has a little bit of room where with Punk Drunk to Spanglish, that's not terrible, is it? Well, this is the thing. I can't give you Spanglish. I'm not giving you Spanglish, and I don't think 50 First Dates is good. I Uh, think The Longest Yard is the next good movie for him, and that's 05. It's the second best Longest Yard movie. No doubt about it. (laughs) Um, But no, but Big Daddy's fantastic, though. I love Big Daddy. Yeah, a lot of fun. Jon Stewart is in it for a little bit. Shows up. He's in it for more than you think. He's, 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 he shows up in the beginning and at the very end. And then, but he's not. But but the end. But he's is, not in court the scene. The end is a, is a court is a trial where There's he's like an in hour it. where he's not in it though. Yes, for sure. For sure. It's, it's also a relatively short movie. Um, I love Big yeah. Daddy. Big Daddy's good. Now I know number four. You ride hard for. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, who's the soundtrack for this? The number four is the animated is Tarzan. Joel. I thought it was who. Who Elton does? John? Can you feel the love tonight? Is that Elton John from Lion King? Yeah. Um, look up. Look up that number four is Tarzan. The animated movie that made 171 million dollars. This movie is bonkers. It's it's <laughs> like it's like uh it's very like Pocahontasy, um with like kind of like the 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 savages versus like the English people that are kind of like take over. Um, Rosie O'Donnell is an ape, so that's yeah. fun. You know, you love to see those. Comparisons. Oh, it sounds bad when you say it like that, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Don catches my drift. Um, but it's not a Disney classic. This is by no means a Disney classic. I've seen this movie a bunch of times, but it's just it's not Disney canon. It's kind of it's kind of like whatever. Well, it's not your typical Disney film because they usually don't mess around with like pre-existing stories that are like established. No, I mean they'll take like the Aesop. Oh, you're not fables. being sarcastic. 
No, because they'll take like the fables and stuff, the stuff they don't really know. But Tarzan was like oh, already like it's a, like a TV show and movie ten times over. Yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it was already in the public conscious. Like a lot of people didn't. It's know. It's the Bumblebee of Disney. One hundred percent. Everyone's been saying it. Uh, Do you like Tarzan, John? I think it's fine. How many times have you seen it? This is this is this is where I twice. Huge, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've seen it a bajillion times. I love the tree surfing. Uh, the tree stuff. surfing looks really good, doesn't it? Yeah. Who wait? So get, get to who did the music? Phil Collins. Phil Collins. There you go. Ph. PC. I can't spell. PHC. <laughs> well, you gotta get the first sound is you know with PHC. Yeah, you know me. Oh uh, my god! He watched that guy uh, drown. Number three on this list, making two hundred and six million dollars, is the sequel to Austin Powers: International Man of Mystery. It's Austin Powers: The Spy Who Shagged Me. This is the one that opens up with a crazy good intro with Tom Cruise and everything, right? No, that's three. That's, that's three. That's oh. in Gold Member. Oh, okay, okay. This is the one where which they go back from in Bedazzle? time. This is Bedazzle Shorty. She's in the first one. Oh, she's well, in the, which one is this? <laughs> she shows up in the very first scene, and then turns out she's a fembot. With the boobs, with the guns. That's right. Oh, man. That was a sad moment for the kid. Uh, yeah, big fan of Elizabeth Hurley. Uh, this is uh, Kirsten Dunst. Heather Graham, sorry. Heather the last Graham. time I saw these movies it was the first time I didn't like them. I was really bummed out about it. I think I think the humor kind of wasn't working for me this time. The fir- Yeah, it's very much of its time. Man, yeah. There was, there was a moment where it didn't get funny. This is the one where they go back to the 60s. Yeah, oh, I guess she... So who's the love interest then? It's, it's Heather Graham. Oh, oh, I love this one. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. I think this is the best. They, of the, I guess they're all just okay. Yeah. There's, I, there's the, yeah. I think this is the most rewatchable of the three. Yeah, the Beyonce one isn't that rewatchable. It's not that good. Yeah. There's some Fat Bassett is too much for me, actually. Fat Bassett is actually he, a line crosser. He shows <laughs> up in this one. He's worse than Goldmember. Yeah. Uh, so crazy. We got a Will Ferrell cameo in this one again? What? Yeah, he's Don't tell a, me this is in the Mugatu universe. <laughs> no, he plays, um, he wears a fez, what is it, something with an M. I don't remember. It's, mm. it's not that important. It's not Mufasa. Monkey Pharaoh. Oh, boy. Man, this is a crazy top two. So just for yeah. perspective, Tarzan made $171 million. Mm-hmm. Austin Powers 2, semicolon, The Spy Who Shagged Me, made $206 million. We are now going up to the number two movie that made $293 million and is probably the preeminent twist of essentially everyone alive right now this is the movie that um makes people like oh you know plot twist right this is uh it. even though like it's been done since the beginning of storytelling Star- i was gonna say what, what is it like star wars this no that's star wars not a twist empire does I... oh, God. star wars is the name of the movie for 1977 this now i'm upset <laughs> Uh, so the, in the, the Sixth Sense, I rewatched. Uh, I don't know, six months ago. Doesn't do it. Uh, Annette Benning, not Annette Benning. What's her name? Uh, Colette, Tony Collette. Tony Collette is fantastic. You just say that's about you know, it. You know the movie's worse. That's movie, about yeah, it. I know. It's 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 a tough act. It it's really it really doesn't hold up once you know the gimmick. The thing that which hurts is a me is that I was going back just to be like, remember when Bruce Willis was really trying in movies. I forgot that Bruce Willis trying his very hardest is still not that good. Yeah. <laughs> this is definitely him trying really, really hard with a with a young and up-and-coming director that also doesn't like take too much shit. Emma Shyamalan is not known to be like, right. pushed around on set by like superstars. He's not he's not the one. Um and it was But it starts like, a relationship with these two. They mean I think No, hey, I, I mean the sad reality is that Unbreakable is better than this movie. That, that I, I which oh, I cannot I believe I'm saying. I think that's weird. Did that's not how I felt. This well, this movie 
like I'm saying, once you know the gimmick, it means nothing for sure. It's it it really. But falls it still apart. should it should have that's that's but that's the problem. It should that's hold more like haunting the... kind of like weight in in from scene to scene, and it does not. You're right. It is a movie built on a. You know what? Actually, it's very akin to the Blair Witch in this, where once you know it, we're just that's it. Uh, Tony Collette's performance and especially the one scene she has where she's breaking down in the car with Haley Joel Osment is fantastic, and she literally is. The Let best me ask you a question. By a lot. This movie is, uh, I remember it was streaming a couple weeks ago. I saw it on some service. Sure. If you were, if you're a teenager. Yes. And you know nothing about this movie, would you click it and would you be thrown off by the twist? Would you see the twist coming? I think the latter is probably I not th- true. I bet you, I bet you wouldn't see the twist coming, but I bet you would never click this movie. I bet, I bet. There's no chance of you clicking it. Because you, because the only way to, to see it would to, would be to know the, no, twist, the twist, essentially. Right. Exactly, right? The only, yeah. the, that's the way we recommend Unfortunately, it to you, yeah, you're right. Right? It's kind of a bummer. But I think the twist would still work because it's actually not done that well. <laughs> I meant to tell you, we got villain big wrong on the last podcast. Thanos. <laughs> we didn't say that once. <laughs> Ooh, Killmonger. <laughs> Kylo Ren. Thanos. <laughs> That's a great call. <laughs> Number one. Take it away, Chief. <laughs> Number one. Now, this is uh, this is a franchise that had to make it. This <laughs> is a French film. Oh, my God. This is a, fr- uh, a little. Oh, leave the Star film. Wars talk in then. Sorry, continue. <laughs> Uh, this is a movie. That, uh, this is a, a franchise that has gone 16 years without a film. So the, that's right. Wow, that is so short. I know. Doesn't it seem like it was longer? Plus, there was re-releases of the old movies two years before. Everyone's pumped up. Star Wars is back. People were lining up for weeks. George Lucas is directing, guys. It's gonna be fine. What could go wrong? It's gonna be great. Everyone was, and George, we trust. This movie made all the money. I'm gonna stop you right here, John. I want to know all the money. Is this the first Star Wars movie you saw in theaters? It was not for me. I saw every single one in theaters before. No, I saw the re-releases. Yeah, exactly. Me too. So, that oh man, that is so weird to me that yeah. even as kids, we kind of knew what the fuck we were getting ourselves in. It's so crazy to me I that th- we were disappointed as kids. Because I, I was let down. Let I, was, t- I, I was not given the promise that I got. Let me tell you about this movie real quick. Uh-huh. I got them Legos, though. Got them Podracer Legos. Holla at me if you need them. This movie domestically made $431 million. That's not a lot now. You're saying it with too much gusto. Do you see what the other movies we've been talking about have made? Yeah. They've, they've this gone, is 1999. One, one and a half, $150 million above last one. That's what I'm talking about. 20 years the later. Jumping, yeah. 20 years later. I know. That's two decades. For sure. That's a lot of time. Star Wars, I'm I'm not, am I, I'm, Star Wars did underperform though, Correct. No, this did All not All three of these movies, did they, did they underperform? This one did not underperform. Okay, this, gotcha. this one performed the best of the three, I believe. Uh, because there, there are billion-dollar movies before this. Like Titanic and Jurassic Park both made more money than this movie, right? Yeah. Okay. But this is a sci-fi film where that didn't... That wasn't your huge... Oh, but you but it's, 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 it's the... the, the this, it's, this, is, this is really... Wow. Wow. This is actually the first uh, uh, IP uh, retrenching... Post like uh, rather non superhero because um, bat because Batman doesn't feel like IP trenching it feels like they're trying to get Batman right the whole time until Christian Bale it feels like it just took them that long yeah. to make a good Batman but this also had been like I don't know yeah yeah you're right um I don't know but this the, yeah but this is this is full on like Lucas was like I'm I'm back in the game baby sixteen years later put me behind that uh that uh that so the funny thing about this movie it's it's oh there's some funny stuff in here. Uh, well, you know, this is pot racing. That's always fun. Uh, you have this, uh, he calls, uh, Natalie Portman an angel. That's fun. Uh, 
He's got game. Jake Lloyd's got game. I always knew Jar Jar Binks was a racist Jamaican black thing, but I did not realize that the, the dudes in the beginning of it are horrible Japanese stairs. <laughs> oh, our blockade is First perfectly illegal. Wolf. Looking at them while Liam Neeson is looking back at them, I'm like, I think I can't watch this movie again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, and to this day, George Lucas doesn't understand. This is a bug's life all over again. Talk to me. What's up? He doesn't understand the, uh, the reason for the yeah, George ra- Lucas has a problem stuff. where he really is funny. way too close to his product. <laughs> he's 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 sniffing his own supply. This oh, whole movie is just full of the stuff that the directors of the old movies were like, George, please don't make me do them. Please don't make me do it. I'm begging you. I'll yeah. go underwater with you. We can swim. Just don't make Jar Jar Binks what I find down there. Now, the best thing about Jar Jar Binks is, do you know who almost played Jar Jar Binks? Samuel Jackson, gotta be. Michael Jackson. Wanted to was lobbying Lucasfilm to play Jar Jar Binks. Lobbying, not so just like, the voice. So like Tyrese for Green Lantern, like Instagram. Yes. Okay. Not just the voice. He wanted to be in the suit that they would. What use suit? He would just be in his for, own skin. He wanted to do mocap for this movie. Why? Why waste the money, Michael? Oh, just my... go in. Just go in straight up. You look like Jar Jar. Honestly, Michael Jackson looks like Jar Jar Binks. Let's get real. Can you imagine what that would have been like? Yeah, very easily because he looks like Jar Jar Binks. And who plays Jar? Ahmad Best is that who plays uh, Jar Jar? That's a running back for the. You're right. The, What's the his name? Something like that. Ahmad <laughs> Best. Ahmad Rashad. <laughs> Might be Ahmad Rashad. Ahmad Best. Is it really? Yeah, it's Ahmad Best. Fuck you. <laughs> hey man, your boy Ahmad. So it's uh, Ahmad Best is the guy who ends up doing it, and this guy like well. So here's the weird thing. So there's a there's a generation of people. Who liked the prequel movies? Like they grew up with it, oh. so they liked it. This is their first? That's us. No, You're referring to uh, okay, younger than us. Okay. Well, around I think your age and younger, there's definitely a is it's. Yeah, but we don't like it. That's my point. There's no there's no there's there's no people. There's people that like the in their twenties standing for that for this movie. Oh yeah, there is. Okay, you say so. Uh, the people like the prequels. I I am not a huge. The people fan. like the prequels. That's funny. I am of the opinion that there's about three and a half good Star Wars movies. Yeah, and the first <laughs> one is the trailer for Rogue One. <laughs> uh, this movie blows. Yeah, it's crazy, but I mean, the people were starved for Star Wars. Tara tried to watch this in uh, to get ready for uh, for Rise of Skywalker, and it's a tough through, watch. The, it, it's an impossible watch. All she did was fast forward, going. She was like, "All right, I can't watch, but at least I'll just like watch the scenes I like, and even the scenes that she thought she liked." She and I, I think also this movie. Dun, 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 dun. That music's good. Uh, what's his name? Uh, McNulty from The Wire shows up. Love it. Dominic West. Dominic West. Dominic Best. Jody Comer. Joel Edgerton. I'm Ed Best. Squad. E- so then, um, the. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. What was I saying? Oh, this. I believe this is the first movie to be 100% CG uh, for all the like backgrounds and everything. Oh, dope. That looks yeah. good for that, honestly. Yeah. That's not a problem. They also introduce some weird Force stuff and, like, timeline stuff that don't make sense. Like, oh, they have the Force run. Well, that would have been really useful they a lot of Grandpa times. They Yoda. The... They should have gone the other way like the Mandalorian. Stupid. Cousin Yoda? <laughs> oh, I believe, I believe that uh, female Yoda's in this. Yondel, or whatever uh, her name is. You remember Cousin Skeeter from Nickelodeon? Of course. I think it was Yoda. The blue guy? Yeah. <laughs> from Doug? Doug's uh, buddy's best friend? Skeeter Valentine? Let's get into some awards for the summer of 1999. I'm going to start off... you can't say the wood for everything. (laughs) Yes, I can. (laughs) I'm going to start off with box office surprise. My box office surprise is by far Big Daddy. $163 million is 
outstanding. Because Tarzan at 171 is actually very believable. Austin Powers is not believable, but again, that is this is the second movie in a franchise. Yeah. Sixth Sense is close to unbelievable. Um, First time director. Yeah, that close. Sixth Sense is up there, but uh, Big Daddy to me is just it's outstanding. I uh, my, that's that's a good answer. I went with. Um, the Blair Witch Project, which is obviously the most obvious, sure. but a small independent film that, I mean, it opened in twenty seven theaters. And I think I think the right answer in a way is Blair Witch or Sixth Sense. So I'm not mad. Think either. about it. It opened it. up in twenty seven theaters. It was yeah. super small, no budget, and it ended up making one hundred forty million dollars. See this movie? Wow. DC is it's not crazy. one of those places that I would think, but cool, sweet, crazy, crazy stuff. Well, I mean, it opened very slow. It didn't get. This movie was in theaters for a long time because it was so small to roll out. You think DC is the 27th most important city in America? 27th? That sounds right. Yeah, okay. It probably had more than one theater in LA, though. What you got for a box office surprise? I just said it. The Blair Witch Project. <laughs> to say. Next category, yeah. Shelf Life. <laughs> uh, for Shelf Life, I have the Wild Wild West. Of course, Shelf Life is the category of a movie that you may have seen at your auntie's house or that is on cable all the time or that you've seen a lot of scenes of. Proceed. Yeah, uh, uh, For me, uh, I'm going to go with Big Daddy. Oh, man. Really buried the lead on that one, John. <laughs> I'm mad at you. Um, uh, my next category is career stuff. You didn't stuff. say what yours was. The Wild Wild West. Yes, I did. Uh, you just okay. did the exact same thing to me. Leave all that in there. We ain't, <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's it's one twenty one now. We just watched the Golden Globes. I watched the Eagles die today. Um, for I have career start for my next category. Yeah, for career I think start, we have the same one. Okay, so I bet we don't. For career start, I have what Jason Biggs. Oh, okay, fair. Yeah, what do you have? Well, I have M Night. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Family You for the wood. I like that we all. I was thinking about Family You, uh, but I didn't. I was afraid I was gonna say his name wrong, so nice. I didn't want to say. Um, does is this is this really uh, M Night's first movie or is it like a fake? This first is his movie. first movie, I okay. believe. Unless I, he has like a student film, but I don't think he has any. Um, this is his first feature. I just want to check real quick. Definitely his first feature, right? I just, I just want to double check. I feel like there's, I feel like it's one of those what, you want to sneaky. Check? M Night. Sneaky Shyamalans. M Night Shyamalan. Uh, yeah, he has another one. Yeah, he has a full. Yeah, he has a full other director debut. His That's director right. debut. He has, he has two movies before this: he, Praying with Anger and Wide Awake, and they are feature length films, and they were, and they have actors that we've heard of with like Dennis Leary and shit too. I yeah. would still count this as his uh, career start, though. As in, no, 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 it is. I, just, yeah. I, I'm, I was literally just checking because I'm like, I, 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 really, I think that, but I, I know it's not his actual first movie. Same I really way. thought it was his I always, I always think Do the Right Thing is Spike Lee's first movie. Oh, yeah. That's like his fourth? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, third, fourth, whatever. Um, uh, so, but it's his career start. Yes. Uh, great answer, though. So I have uh, just favorite and best movie left. My favorite movie is obviously The Wood. Yep. Is that your favorite movie? <laughs> yep. Duh. And the best movie, I think, is The Iron Giant. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I went think? with Eyes Wide Shut. Uh, and that might be recency bias because I did watch it the other day. Um, but it's uh, it's really it's it's a really, really well-made film. Obviously, it's Kubrick, so it had um, it had some lasting effect on me. Nope. Yeah, so that was Summer 99. Pretty crazy uh, top, season. Top heavy. We are moving into the next century, guys. And, uh, and then, these top ten lists are about to get real familiar. I don't want to, you know get too far into it but i believe the next two seasons are pretty crazy cool. 99 being oh a, no don't, don't don't tell me i don't know but 99 being like obviously a very famous year there's season, some please. uh we haven't got to the best picture winner yet which i know which is a movie that's quite controversial and we have gotten to the matrix so it's like what is there even left to talk about who's to say now all right two weeks from now we are coming back with another film 
Coach Carter streaming on Netflix. The Samuel Jackson sports drama. He plays Channing a coach. Tatum. He Carter. plays the titular. Coach He's got Carter. those tits. Uh, it is streaming on Netflix. We will see you sons of bitches in two weeks. Talk to him, Johnny. And here comes the heater. We got to get out of here. We got to finish this up. Guys, we'll be back in two weeks. Follow us on Instagram at the stream pod. That is T-H-E-S-T-R-E-M-P-O-D. Kelvin, I'm sorry that the the this is the sound that you're hearing. I'm so sorry. The, the heater is everywhere. The heater is everywhere. We got to go, y'all. Girlfriend in a coma, I know. I know. It's serious. Girlfriend in a coma, I know.